Hello, everybody. Welcome back, or welcome to Toddler Purgatory. I'm one of your hosts, Molly. What up? I'm Blair. You sound so serene today. I know, I'm feeling serene. Feeling very That's serene. nice. Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> today we are talking about, I'd pay for that. This is a query we put out on Facebook saying, what is something that doesn't exist that doesn't make any sense that it doesn't exist? <laughs> besides the fact that it's impossible to have. <laughs> besides that minor obstacle. And to make life easier, right? Wouldn't you say, Blair? Yeah. Like... The things that go through your head daily that you're like, oh, why does this not exist? I surely would need this or I would pay any amount of money for blank. Yes. And we had some great answers. And one is on my list as well. One of the answers is from now. Here's the coincidence. This listener's name is Molly. Wait a minute. Weirdly enough, not this Molly. (laughs) And that other Molly, Insta friend Molly says toddlers and preschoolers absolutely should come with a volume button. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Especially when we're out in public. Yes. I don't know what it is, but like my kid's volume annoys me because I'm trying to not annoy other people. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. So we're like the most sensitive to it. Yes. Even though if anybody... Not even other parents. Other people, mm-hmm. some people might get annoyed, but most people are like, oh, that's a child. Whereas we're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and even after they've been told, please hush, it's like the goldfish brain. It's that 30 second goldfish brain thing where they like forget within 30 seconds that you just got told to hush. Yes. Also, some toddlers do not cur. They don't cur. <laughs> they don't. Uh, Earl. Oh, they heard you. But just kind of like a volume, but like, where would it be? Is it like something that you install? Is it something I can control from my phone? Oh, it's 100% Bluetooth and voice activated. Ah! 100%. And that has to do also do, hmm, you know what? There might be some additional settings on this Bluetooth. So it has a volume setting. Also, it has a comprehension setting. I think I just turned toddlers into adults. (laughs) I think I just did that. Like they hear it and they get it and they apply it. It's the adult setting. But it can only be used at certain times, like at night. It starts at 6.30. Or at church. Or at church. Church, night. I would say not at Target. You don't get to use it at Target. You might want to, but... Can't do on. it. You want You want to. It's like the selfish time does not coordinate with the comprehension volume button that you're getting installed in your child. Yes. Even though we're installing it for selfish reasons. <laughs> for sure. But the greater good also. Yes. Oh, yes, of course. What's up? There is another one, Hannah. And for some reason, I love that Hannah wrote this. And she says, okay, this is our $100 idea. Okay. And I love that it's our, too. I wonder if she came up with it with a partner or something. Boy, that's funny to me. This is our $100 idea. You know the little indicator of how expensive something is when you're online shopping. So it's like $1 sign means cheap, 2 means middle of the road, 3 means expensive. This extension on your browser would do the same thing for the volume of a toy. Oh, Hulk, yes. Hulk. Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. It would rate how loud the friggin' thing is, since you can't hear it before ordering. Oh. That's so funny. Additional ratings would include how sensitive it is to activate, as in will lightly brushing it with my foot when I go to check on a napping baby, kick it on and wake everybody up. Mm. Also, the duration. Does pushing one button make it sing for 45 minutes? (laughs) 
She's right. Hannah. Hannah. She's right. Listen, my little girl has this doll and it does this thing. It's ca- I don't even know what it's called. Like It's like a baby sick doll or something, but it's sick. So when you turn it on, it does certain things for you to like blow its nose, take its temperature. But it's like as soon as you turn it on, it's like a whole day thing, right? So she'll like cough intermittently. She'll sneeze intermittently. I think she vomits at one point. Nope. I'm not sure. It's this. But if I can't find this thing and it's been turned on, it is I will rip my house apart. Trying to find this that's in the background, like, Got you! Got you! I hate the puking part. I hate it the most. It's awful. And then she'll giggle. And did it, does it not have an on-off or does it, you just, she just forgets to do it? It has an on-off. It has an on-off and then like a middle button for something. I'm still not sure. But my daughter just like switches it on for two seconds and then just like leaves. Leaves the house. <laughs> leaves the house. And I'm like... Where is this thing? To Hannah. Thank you for that. Yes, Yes, Hannah. Yeah, volume ratings. And then my son, who's six now, is very aware of things mama hates. Trademark? (laughs) Good. Yeah. And one of them is not having an on-off or a volume thing. There are some toys out there, particularly in the preschool variety, I would like to point out, that there's no (laughs) on-off. It doesn't make any sense. And I don't know if it's because of, like, choking hazard of, like, the flip switch. I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah, But you put the batteries in and that's it. It's on. It's on. And so my son knows now what I hate. And he would see a toy and be like, oh, no on-off and no volume. Mama hates this toy. <laughs> and he's not wrong. I trained you well, boy. Ugh. Also, pants that have fake drawstrings. Oh! It has the strings in the front, but you tie them and that's it. There's no real drawstring. I've hated them since he was like, whatever. Those are like, they're not stride right. Those are shoes. But like, what is that brand? Maybe Carter's or whatever. Cat and Jack does it too. Cat and Jack, I see. They have, s- Cat and Jack does it too. Get it together, Target. <laughs> P.S. You're my favorite place, but get it together. And he puts them on and he goes, oh, fake drawstrings. Mama hates it. And he says it kind of gleefully. Like, oh, she hates this. Watch her lose her mind. Yeah, there's a couple that I came up myself. Yes, I want to hear yours, Blair. My first one is like self-dressing clothes. Like in the mornings Mm -hmm. when I don't feel like it. It, This is less for my six-year-old and more for my three-year-old. Because there are some mornings, especially school mornings, where I am making lunch. I am making sure that they have whatever they need to have that they put in the folder three days ago that I forgot to even look at. And I just need her to get dressed herself. So it would be nice if it's just like, I don't know, like some kind of like Jetsons type thing. Oh, I think the Jetsons definitely had that. They definitely had that, right? And then I was thinking of, uh, I mean, this is like, you know, oldie locks stuff, but uh, Back to the Future they made the shoes that buckled themselves, that like tied themselves. Remember that? Vaguely. Yeah. That would be real nice. Is it, How is your six-year-old doing with tying shoes? Tying shoes? Six years old? Who taught him? Not me. <laughs> Not me. And you want to know something? If my kid never learns how to tie a shoe, that's on him. It begins with a V and ends with Elcro. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It begins with an E and ends with elastic. And there's some real cute Velcro shoes. No thanks. I don't want. You don't. You want to know why I don't want to learn how to tie? Want to teach him how to tie a shoe? First of all, I don't really tie my own shoes. Who ties your shoes? 
I wear boots. I wear boots, slide-ons. And then I also started putting elastic laces in myself because I'm lazy and I'm okay with that. I accept that about myself. Also, kids, even when they tie their shoes, when they come undone, they don't keep tying them. No, they're done for the day. They're like, I'm good. I tied these once. My job here is done. And then it's up to everybody else to tie. No, thanks. You never learn how to tie a shoe? Fine. They'll probably teach him at school. He did learn a little something. He showed me like bunny ears. I was like, where'd you learn that? Yeah, someone's working on it with him. Maybe Miss Paulette. Listen, big sigh of relief though. I was like, whoo, almost there, kid. And I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> when you mentioned the, um, the fake drawstrings. Yes. Made me think of this. Taller pants with separate waistband and length size. Oh, yes. Right? For example, 2T waist and 4T length. For my tall, skinny guy. Both of us deal with that. Both of us. Come on, Alicia. Yes. Send this idea to Cat and Jack, to Stride Right, to Zara, to H. Hantam, all of that. Because we're all suffering from this. The fact that our kids have size 4T waist and size 6T length, whatever, or vice versa, or, or 6T waist and 3T length, like whatever. It, every kid's shape is so different. They're as different as adults. Yeah. So why do we not have that as an option? I guess, I don't know. I don't know why. I feel like there's a way to do it. And especially, I feel like there's a way to do it and sustainably. Yes. That's the thing too, is that because once you buy it in three months, will it change? And hence those little elastics with the buttons that are inside of most kids' waistbands. That's, you know, supposed to help you with the waist part of it. So maybe we should just be buying for length. But I feel like length is the thing that changes every three months because these kids are just shooting up like rockets. There's got to be a way to like do the lengthwise too with those buttons. Although those buttons and elastic can get oh, yeah, really, really annoying. But I feel like there's a way. They get bunchy. She even says that. Alicia says that. I know the drawstrings and elastic adjustable waistbands with the buttons exist, but they get really bunchy and uncomfortable around the waist. And sometimes it, they just don't cut it. You're right. And you also want your kid to look like, I know for me, I'm a little bit of a, I don't want to say like fashionista, but I'd like my kids to like look good. And I like when things fit, you know, I don't like when things are like super baggy or like super short. So it's annoying sometimes that I'm like throwing, especially my son, I'm, I throw in some stuff. He's like, are you waiting for a flood, son? <laughs> and he's like, well, clearly I am. You bought me this stuff. Yeah, I'm six. Yes, there was a picture of my son. Uh, the school doesn't send pictures every day, but at the end of the week, they send like just a really brief newsletter with some photos from each class. And there was a picture of a group of the kids outside, and my son was 100% expecting a flood. It was a solid, solid three inches from the top of his foot to the bottom of those pants. <laughs> I was like, biscuits. Yes. Yes. I sent my son to school this morning. His gym pants were at his knees. And then he kept trying to pull them down because he doesn't understand that, like, science, that, like, once he bends over, they go down. <laughs> so he's like, they do fit. I was like, no, they don't. I know. Well, here, Alicia should work with Natalie, another one of our listeners, who suggests a closed rental program. So maybe that's the sustainability part you're talking about, Blair. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. A closed rental program. There's no reason I should be buying clothes in five different sizes in my baby's first year. And then she said the rule should be you only keep what you stain. <laughs> Which I think is a great rule other than the fact that that, for me, just became me just buying clothes because everything was stained. Opt out. There's something on Instagram that came up, it's exactly that, but it's not offered in the United States. I think it's like 
Sweden or something. You know they always got it right. They always got it right. They got that thing right. And it is. It's a rental. You can rent clothes. And when they size out, you send them back. Oh, that's great. That's right, exactly what it should be. On to the next. Yeah. But it's for some reason. Oh, she was on. Wait a minute. Maybe it is in the United States, but it's not in certain parts of the United States. She was on Shark Tank. Just kidding. No kidding. But she's from Sweden because they do it there. And then she brought the idea here. It was on Shark Tank. It's not offered everywhere. She's trying to get it to go global. It has to. It will. We got to go to break. But one last thing on clothes. Jen, another of our listeners, suggests magic clothes my toddler will agree with every time. Thank you, Jen. Yes. Yes. We will be right back. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Hi, we're back on Toddler Purgatory talking about, oh, I'd pay for that. These are just things that make our lives a little bit easier and also that just make sense because so much of our children's childhood from the minute they're born to the minute we're talking about right now don't make any sense. Don't make no sense. Don't make no sense. Just don't make no sense. So we have some other magic devices that just kind of make life a little easier. All the constant maintenance. You know how we are constantly having to deal with our children? (laughs) (laughs) Keeping them alive. Keeping them healthy. Filling their emotional cup. No, thank you. Where's mine? Mine's empty. (laughs) What is that line from that Bruno Mars song? Something about the limo, and then you have a cup, and you fill it up, put it in there. (laughs) I think you know that song. Juice, juice in my glass, something in my glass. Bruno Mars, please hold. Molly, very rarely do we show our age, because I like to think that we are hip and cool. Bruno Mars! But then the fact that you just like quoted Bruno Mars is like, juice in my cup, hip, hip and hop, get it in my cup, fill it up. Uh, Let's see here. So Lauren says... This is, I mean, this is universal. Automatic snot wiper. Oh, please. And someone else, someone else do that nose Frida. It is a lifesaver, but I can't. I had to brace myself every single time I did that thing because I was afraid that little sponge thing was going to yeah. come. I can't. Someone please get this child's snot. And I also feel like it's like October 15th to May 15th. Yes, it is. My kid has a runny nose. Not, it doesn't stop. It does not stop. And then they don't stop it. They just like eat it. Oh my God, I can't stop. I can't snot. Just like snot sends me to a new level. I will clean your butt all day long. But like the snot thing, I can't. It doesn't stop. And the way that they just like keep eating it. (laughs) It's awful. awful. Oh man. (laughs) 
It is awful. My sister-in-law teases me about it all the time. She's like, yeah. someone's got a runny nose. I'm like, get it away from me, please. <laughs> oh, no. It's bad. One of our listeners said a butt wiper. Oh, yeah. But they do have, they don't have a butt wiper, but they have that butt, you know, that thing that you put like the butt paste on and you can wipe their butts with it. I almost bought it. And then one of my friends was like, don't do what that. What is that? Does it look like a, one of those things you use on your... F- it looks like a spatula. <laughs> it looks like a mini spatula. You could easily... To put diaper rash ointment on diaper rash or to cleanse the anus? <laughs> I mean, listen, I was going to use it to put like diaper rash stuff on there. Because I don't know. I was just like uncomfortable putting my finger there. I don't know. I never used it. I put it on my baby registry list and my friend was like, get the thing off there. And I was like, fine. She's like, you could use a spatula. <laughs> You're that hard press. I was like, all right. I never did. <laughs> it is funny the things we put on our baby registry that seemed essential. Like, but I need this thing. And then you're like, what in the heck? <laughs> no. I had no idea how irrelevant that would be. And then other things aren't on your list and people are like, you should get this. And you get it and it saves your life. It's just, it's so hard to know. And every person is so different. Yep. Oh boy. Here's another one. Constant maintenance. Christina says, stretch powers like Mrs. Incredible so I can reach back for all the toys and sippy cups that get thrown on the floor and then, and, but I'll never swerve off the road. Or all of the glasses that get knocked over, cups mm. that get knocked over. I'm still dealing with that. My kid is six. He's in a booster seat. He drops something on the floor and he knows he can't take his seatbelt off. He can stretch forward fairly far, but he can't get off his seat. And I, the minute I hear that thing hit the ground, I'm like, oh, not today. So then you have to like figure it out. Essentially, either you can reach back and he's guiding me with his little voice. Little to your right, little to the left. <laughs> I don't even know if he knows lefts and rights. He's pretty close, but like he's telling. He's just it telling could be you. just it's a free for all back there. And then if it leads to meltdown town, which, as you all know, has something to do with how much he's eaten, how much he slept that night, whether his like control cup has been filled, if he's had enough control that day or if he has felt just sort of shuttled around by me. Is how he deals with that. So am I taking the exit? Am I pulling over at this rest stop? Mm. Mm. I'm with you, Christina. Go, go, Gadget Arms. We should be Inspector Gadget slash Mrs. Incredible. Incredible Mrs. Gadget. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What about like self-maintenance, like self-buckling seatbelt? One of our listeners said uh, self-buckling seatbelt. Yes, please. Oh, Sarah said that. Yes. Yes, please. Get in there. All I have to do is open the door. And you put yourself in and it just buckles away. Let me tell you something. My friend Kate somehow figured that out. Kate, she's been a um, guest on this podcast before. Kate Zelensky. She somehow figured out how to like set the car seat so that her kid can crawl into it. And then I remember her kid being so young, (laughs) reaching between her legs and like tightening it herself. Like it was so smart. Also, is that a freakishly strong child? Maybe. It is also one of those things that we could just take the time out to like teach them to yeah but that tighten click 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 tighten yeah that tightening though you do kind of need that you know tight is right or whatever they call it so like i do wonder if you just need that adult those adult muscles i mean i could check it but you get yourself in it just get in it that's a good point that's a good point get yourself in it just get yourself in it so that i can like when do what i need to do yes when my son to get us ready to graduated to the booster seat with the seatbelt, it changed everything seatbelt. Change. It is a game. Even though you're often sitting in the front seat with the car started, your seatbelt on, and he is not doing it. Mm. Also, the same listener, Christina, this was really funny too. (laughs) She said, I would pay money for an inflatable that blows up, 
perfectly filling the space between the car door and the car seat. <laughs> yeah. Thus preventing thrown toys from falling down into the abyss that is my back seat floorboard. Uh, it yes. would only have to blow up to the height of my son's car seat so that if he does drop a toy over the side, it simply sits on top of the inflatable, ready for him to pick back up. That is so funny. That's the same as kids throwing the toys on the floor. You're like, I just need to stop this from stopping my life. Like, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm so with that. I'm so with that. But if that were my case, my three-year-old especially would just be eating old French fries. Yeah, that's true. Off that inflatable. She'd be like, oh, yes. Is that a strawberry? Look, this is already dehydrated, Mom. It's delicious. (laughs) It's like dried fruit. Mm, So good. On the same subject as cars. I would like a Roomba for your car. Oh, please. You know what I have? A hand vac that I got from Amazon. It's like this big. And you just plug it into the cigarette lighter? No, you charge it. Oh, see, that's good. And it, it stays charged forever. And then it comes with like different attachments. It's beautiful. But a Roomba would be nice. Because I needed to do it at night when I'm sleeping. Absolutely. It's got to be pretty tiny. Maybe the size of a hockey puck? Probably. What do you think? Because then... Unless it gets like around Halloween time, once a year it gets possessed <laughs> and it travels the streets sucking up stuff. Yes. And I would, I want it to run at night because I do have a hand vac that plugs into the cigarette later. So all you have to do is like turn your car, not on, but like give it power and then it'll work. Yeah. But that requires my hand and my hands attached to my body. I want to do the work. I don't want to do the work. I'm tired. I need a room back. I want to sit in my car. Yep. Carba. Carba. A carba. Yep. A carba. And then it needs to have like some kind of like a, like shredder abilities because there's big stuff too, you know, but it like it sucks up just like the tiny crumbs, but then also like the big stuff. So I don't so I don't have to go back there and get the big stuff. Put my hand underneath the seat. Don't you hate that? I almost just gagged. I almost just gagged when you said that. Just underneath the seat. There are things under there. What are you going to find? No, thank you. Right up there was not. No, thank you. Get out of here. Get out of here. Take care of it, carba. Yes. Oh, Karba. I think we should call it the Karma Karba. The Karma Karba. But why? Uh, why? I don't know why. Just no. because it's... Just because it's cute. It's cute. Yes. We're going to work on the name for that. Car vacuum. Car... Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Karma Karba. A Vroomba. Vroomba. You're okay. welcome, Roomba. You're welcome. You know what? Listeners, please don't steal our idea. Don't steal it. But if you do, just give us a shout out on the back of the box or something. We'll be right back. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? 
You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Welcome back to Toddler Purgatory, where we are talking about the things that would just make our lives just a tinge more easy, more simpler, that don't exist. But they are $100 million ideas. And you know what? I'd pay for that. One of our listeners, Amy, she said, sick daycare. Oh, yes. Like a place to take my kid when he gets kicked out of daycare for being sick they can charge me more. That's fine. I can't keep missing so much work. I hear you. You know what, Amy? I totally get that. And I also think that that should be included in when, we, when we're sick. Oh, that's interesting. Right? Because the only time we get is like when, either when they're at school or when they're at school. So what do we do? So when you say when we're sick, do we get to go to that place? No. Well, that would be not, well, yeah, that, that would be that. And just rest, just rest. Maybe there's like two, like a sick daycare for adults and a sick daycare for kids. Someone just take care of me. Yeah. Oh, I pay. I would pay for that. I would. I'd never get another pe- manicure, or pedicure, or facial or massage for something like that. Like being pampered when you're feeling your worst. Yes. Someone like brings you soup. Yeah. Brings you meds. Oh yes. Especially with all this COVID stuff that was going on. Oh. Yeah. Goodness. Oh, this one's a good one. <laughs> Kristen says. Some sort of magic that answers all the repetitive questions of why. (laughs) Or just all the random. Now that my kid is in first grade, he's learning like so much like social studies, history and stuff. So he's asking me like things that I should know. Oh, but like real specific, I'm sure. Like real. Like he was like, he said yesterday, mom. So Susan B. Anthony helped women vote. And I was like, yes. But, like, when did it happen and what were the men doing? And I was like, oh, man, that's a really great question. Hey, Google. (laughs) I know. We're trying not to, like, go to looking it up every time. We're trying to teach our son the value of research. Yes. Yes. Which is really important. But the Internet also has a lot of opinions. So it's almost like, boy, I sure wish I had that 30-volume encyclopedia Not to say that that was perfect or anything, but at least it was finite. It was finite. Because the internet is not. And it has so much junk. So I'm grateful for the internet, obviously, but also I'm sort of like, ooh, that is like recommending your kids like, I want to learn how to swim. And I'm like, let's go to the Atlantic Ocean. (laughs) Like, that would be too big. It's too big. It's too much. a lot of work. That's how I feel about the internet. Blair, we do that all the time. I'm like, we know what? Let's find out. Yeah, I do too. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm like, hey, Google. Sometimes it's good to wonder. (laughs) Sometimes it's good to wonder. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder. I wonder about that. 
What do you think? I wonder, yeah. While I finish cleaning up and cooking dinner, why don't you think on that, dude? <laughs> yeah. It's called creative problem solving. Mom out. <laughs> yes, to answer, something to answer the, the incessant questions of yeah. why. And I wonder if it is, it's not just the internet. Maybe it's some kind of like a voice box. Yeah. Or like a screen. So you're in the kitchen making dinner or what have you. And much like a screen for your window, it goes. And then when your kids come to you and say, why, why? The screen filters that out. And all you hear is, you're doing great. (laughs) You're doing great, mom. And the screen also answers their why. You know, where do the farts go when earthworms fart? I'm not sure. Ask the screen. Ask the screen. But why? Why? This is what I want to know. Why do we feel the need to answer the why? When, especially when it makes no sense. I feel that pressure. You know who does it? My husband. He feels no pressure to answer the, the why. What is his response? Or does he, what does he do? Sometimes he just ignores them. Or it's like, you know, I don't know. And for me, when I say I don't know, it's somehow not good enough for my kids. And it's probably because most of the time I'm trying to answer the why. Yeah. I don't know. I think for me, the reason why I try to answer the why is because I want them to feel heard. Yes, for sure. For sure. And that, and to like reward, so to speak, not reward, but like to validate questions. Yeah. Like I don't want them to ever stop asking questions. Yeah. Validate their curiosity. Of me and everybody. Yeah. Figure stuff out. Question authority. If you don't think that that person in the authority position is representing you in the best way. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah, totally. All that kind totally. of stuff. And so I think for me, when the, when it's the why or the how or the whatever, I think that's why I try to answer it. I want them to know that their questions are valid. Yeah. There are also some suggestions of things that can help us just like understand what the heck our kid is talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like when they're pre, what was that one, Blair, when they were pre-verbal? I thought that was really good. Yeah, when they're pre-verbal. Oh, Altera. Altera, she says, some sort of test that can tell you what is bothering your pre-verbal kid. Oh, there's a hair wrapped around his toe. That would be great information to have before you try everything else for an hour or more. Yes. It's like in uh, Up, the movie Up, how all the dogs have those collars that tell them. Translate their dog voice to human voice. Yeah. yeah. That's, what, that's what we need. That's what the kids need. Yes. I'm hungry. Oh, that's it. That's, that's all it. you need to hear. That's all you need to hear. Could you imagine like you would just be so just chill? You could sleep so well if you just had that. If I would take, I would almost take like an annoying like baby voice collar that tells me exactly what's going on over a screaming cry. Because then it solves the problem because the the biggest thing is time. It takes time. Your level of frustration is rising. Your baby's level of frustration is rising. Let's nip that in the bud. And we, we also have a really sweet suggestion. Very popular as well. A lot of people liked it. And I liked it. From our listener, Michelle, she says, A camera that captures moments as I see them, as if the lens were in my own eyes. Oh, gosh. It would always be running and have great memory, so I don't have to worry about whipping my phone out or trying to recreate a cute moment that already passed. Wow. Let me tell you something. I was watching some old videos from when my kid was two or three years old, and I could hear in my voice when I was trying to recreate something he had just done. It was still cute. Mm-hmm. And I'm not posting these or anything. It's just for me. But like he's either doing or has just done something really funny or cute. And so I go, oh, 
And I grab the camera to get him doing whatever the thing is, you know? Yeah. And sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't, but I can hear it in my voice. Tell me again about the peas? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about the peas? And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. That's a good one, Michelle. Spo- you want the spontaneity of the moment. You want that captured. just like Without always having your phone out. Yeah. If it's right there, like in your eyeball. It's just like a lens you put in every yes. day. It's like a contact. Put that in. Yep. Hit record. Oh, gosh. Creepy. We just, I think we just went into creepy zone. So creepy. And then if they like came with like the feeling as well. Blair, that's such a good point. Right? Well, I mean, I guess that's why we watch videos. Yeah. From when they were two. But that like in the moment, I look at pictures of like the day they were born and all the pictures that we took the day that they were born. And I just like, I try so hard to like remember that. Like, remember that feeling, like, re- like capture that, like, ooh, that thing. And I get it. Like, it happens. But wouldn't it be great if it was, like, no thinking at all? Just be able to tap into a memory and have, like, not only the, like, what it looked like, but what it fully felt like. Yeah. <sighs> do you think when we die, we'll do that? Molly, I think about that all the time. I feel like I have these, like, this idea that, like, when we die, we just, like, go through this portal of all the best things that have ever happened to us, and we feel it, but, like, 10 million times over. That's interesting. I, you know, I always think about whether or not I'm afraid of death, and obviously I'm sad about it because I don't want to leave my family, but I'm also, like, I wonder if somehow our minds or our bodies or the universe makes it easier for us because that is the time when we get to remember all the happy moments. Thank you to all of our listeners for writing and giving us those great ideas. Yeah, and I'm awesome. glad that that we all have these things that we wish were real because it'll just make things a little easier. But we don't have those things. So we're going to power through it. And that's okay. But who knows? So maybe of this list, one of our moms out there is like, you know what? That's it. I'm going to make that Vroomba. I'm going to make that Vroomba. And I'm going to make those 2T waist, 4T length pants. It's happening. Yes. High and wide or wide and high. Anyway, thank you all so much for being here. And we'll see you next week on Toddler Purgatory. I hope you go to wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a rating or review or go to toddlerpurgatory.com and send us a note. We love to hear from you. We love it. Send us some emails. We like reading them too. Mm -hmm. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. Take it easy. Real truth alert. Pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were, but the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom in Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. 
I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.